Hi there, this is Erin Nicole, and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement podcast. On this show, I interview people from all over the world, and sometimes I speak on things spirit-led that in my faith system, I believe in my heart I'm called to talk about. And I just started getting cleaned up and in the middle of braiding my hair for work. The Holy Spirit nudged in my heart, Aaron, you're going to speak while you put your makeup on today. And the whole purpose of this show is to help empower you to find happiness from within. That is a broad statement. So that means that the definition is different for everyone. Because happiness to you might mean spending more quality time with your children. Happiness to you might mean that you get more vacations than you're working. (laughs) Happiness to you might mean that you get to go on that boat and get all the fish you want for the day and nobody bothers you, right? Happiness to you might mean that you just completed your first marathon. Happiness from within is defined dependent on what brings us joy. And whether you are going through a tough season, maybe you're going through a separation in your family, maybe you just started a new job and you're learning the ropes and you're learning names and you're learning your responsibilities and whatnot, Maybe you just experienced loss in your life. Maybe someone either passed away or you're being uh, separated from, you know, a relationship or whatnot. Wherever you're at in your journey, we at Move Happy and our nonprofit arm, Air Nicole Ministries, we encourage you. And this show is an extension of that ministry to not give up hope. So by the end of the episode, this is an introduction to help empower you to take action in your life in some capacity to move towards your design destiny. This is not an end-all be-all fix-all in one episode. Just like going to the gym doesn't work if you only go once, right? You have to work You have to be intentional and you have to believe in your mind that it is possible to find happiness from within. If you are dead set on viewing the world in a negative, this glass is half empty, no one can help you. It starts with you. It starts within your own mind. You have to be open to receiving information. And at that point, this information will be helpful to you if you choose first. And that is the topic of today's conversation, the power of choice. So when I do these conversations, when I do these quote unquote interviews of myself, when I'm speaking, this is spirit led, this is not planned, premeditated. Um, This is completely what the Holy Spirit encourages me from my faith system, what I believe as is the divine. You might define your divine as Buddha Allah, um, nature, nothingness, goodness, you know, um, if there's other religions that have different deity names, you might define your deity, your whatever is greater than your circumstances, you might have a different word for it. We love you, we support you, we respect your faith system, my faith system uh, I, I like the, the term creator of the universe because I believe in my faith system that the creator doesn't put, that, that term doesn't put him, her, they, them there in a box. I believe we are, we are all created in the likeness of their image, men, women, and those that are born with both genitalia they them there which is a small percentage but still uh, everyone 
I believe is created in the image of the creator of the universe. And we all have a design destiny. And we all have the power to choose to walk and move and run towards that destiny. And we all have that choice to move and walk away from that design destiny. I don't believe that uh, in the Pinocchio theory where the creator is holding strings over us and is in complete control of all scenarios. I believe the creator gives us free will, allows us to be a part of the process. And when we allow the creator to take the lead of our life and ask them on a regular, consistent basis to be the leader, to be the light, to guide us, that is when we start moving towards the destiny that the Creator really has intended for us. I believe the Creator can see all 27,000 different scenarios that could play out if we make certain moves, if certain things happen. And if we allow the Creator to really take charge, and I'm still learning this. So as I speak to you, I speak healing through myself, and I remind myself the power to choose is really in our hands. So some things that come to mind just, again, impromptu is I was listening to a sermon earlier this morning where I was doing my, my little muscle fitness workout before my work day. And I was listening to uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes talk about delayed gratification. Didn't quite finish the sermon, but um, I've heard of the topic before. Um, having a background in psychology, we talk about it often. And anytime, if you've ever uh, been a parent or you've ever worked with children, you learn that terminology, kind of like a reward system for doing a certain set of behaviors, right? Delayed gratification is the ability to wait and be patient for something and not get it right then and there, right? Our jobs do it, right? Delayed gratification. If you go to a traditional hourly or salary job, they're not going to pay you on a daily basis. They're going to make you wait a week, two weeks, or one month to get your paycheck. Why is that? Well, because it uh, costs them money for their billing department to hire um, an accountant and a billing person. Sometimes it's the same person. If it's a smaller organization, if it's a larger, larger organization, they might have multiple accountants, they might have a team of accountants, or they might hire out a third party that handles all their billing, payroll, etc., to make sure they are in alignment with taxes, right? So there's fees involved in that service. And if they do it once a month, the fees are the smallest amount. A lot of state jobs do that because they are provided the budget from taxpayers and we all know nobody wants to pay more than they need to <laughs> so if you're a teacher you uh, a social worker for the state if you I'm not sure about first responders but I imagine that they also get their checks on a monthly basis I had to wait a full I think month and a half to get my first check when I worked in the psychiatric hospital and I didn't know that so when I was working there that's where move, this whole move happy thing first started um, I was driving to and from work before and after hours driving Lyft and Uber but I also was dealing with the fact that we had just found out my dad had cancer and then by my third day on the job he died so I was trying my best to spend as much time with him but I also had bills to make or to pay, I should say, because um, my divorce had finalized a few months prior to that. So I didn't have a whole lot of space and time for delayed gratification. I needed that money right then and there. And thank the Lord, <laughs> Uber and Lyft was um, available in my region. And at that point, I was still allowed to drive on the apps. I'm not allowed to drive on them anymore, unfortunately, because somebody hit me, even though it wasn't my fault. They took me off the app. That's a store for another episode but the power to choose. I made the decision to work at the hospital because something told me that I need, that was where I was supposed to go. That was my next destined space. Um, the job description 
was uh, for my my title was a recreational therapist uh, level three, and it was paid at a bachelor's or is required educational uh, minimum standard was a bachelor's degree, and I had a master's, so I knew that I was going in for a job opportunity that I was overqualified for, but I hadn't been able to get a full-time job in one location since graduating from my undergrad because the economy was so terrible for so many years, and I made the decision without really doing my due diligent research. I take full ownership of that. Um, I made a decision to become a PE teacher because I wanted to add skill sets in dance, thinking that, that I would learn that in my program, and they did not teach dance in PE, so I did not do my due diligent research on that, but I did learn about curriculum design, and I did get to meet some incredible professors, some of which helped keep me alive. Uh, guest instructor Frances Persinia Wendell and her motherly nurturing protective factors and the training that I'm sure she received being a veteran spouse when I was dealing in college with rape from a boyfriend that was in the military. Um, the power to choose. We all get to choose and life isn't a straight line. Life is a roller coaster full of excitement as well as heartache and we can still choose to focus on the good even in the bad times. So I was still learning the ropes, um, learning how much I was going to be paid. I think they did pay twice a month now that I'm thinking about it. But I had to wait a full, I want to say I had to wait a full month for my first paycheck because um, they paid you in the arrears, I think is what the terminology is. Um, anywho, the power to choose your career path if you are living in a space, whether it's in the United States or whether it's in a country where you do have the option to choose your career path, um, consider it consider it a blessing that you can choose and you can shift and you can change your mind. There are some areas in the world, especially for women, if you're listening to this and you're a young girl or you're a woman, you don't have options. You don't have as many freedoms as men do. Because you are expected to be the caretaker of the children in the home. You don't get to choose. Um, even in my own country, I remember um, I grew up in a very diverse neighborhood, um, Spanaway, Washington, if you haven't heard the show. Um, it is about an hour south of Seattle. And it was voted at one point as the number two uh, town of meth labs busted from police in the whole United States. Very rough area. Certain pockets of the town were less criminally based than others. Um, there was also two military um, base and a post nearby. And so a lot of my friends' parents were in the military. A lot of transitioning families. Um, highly diverse neighborhood. I'm so grateful for where I grew up um, because I had both the street smarts education from being um, in a house right next door to gang members that were selling drugs um, and also living in the house of spiritually led parents that took all them gang members when they were younger teenagers to church. They had a youth program when all of them, there, I was one of the younger ones in the neighborhood, so when the older ones, when they were in high school and when they were in junior high, the parents band together, they built relationships with the community, and um, not all the parents went to church, but they wanted their kids to be exposed positively to spiritual stuff, so my parents were connecting with the neighbors to help decrease the crime rate, and so nobody messed with me because all of those kids remembered that my parents cared enough for them. Ooh, I'm getting emotional about it. I'm getting emotional because, well, a variety of reasons. My dad's not here anymore, but his legacy lives on through my story, anytime I talk about my neighborhood, 
in the memories that I have. My mom is still here. She's one of the most spiritually sound people you'll ever meet. Taking all kinds of classes, workshops, seminars. Also facilitated many, many years together with my dad and also separate for women's only things. And I didn't understand it at the time, but in 2020, in the winter, I was off the grid. Whew, I'm getting emotional. I was off the grid because uh, the Creator has anointed me with this ability to bring people together. And when you get clear on your designed destiny and your area of strength, and you lean into your area of strength, supernatural things occur, but I also was learning smart technologies, and I spoke some things as if I was a child, because I, wa I am still a child when it comes to smart and um, internet technologies, and I, I shared information that was revealed to me, thinking that it was good and exciting to help bring a lot of jobs to people in 2020, but instead it put a target on my back. And I will have to live with that for the rest of my life. So I've learned to adjust what I share and what I don't share. And I'm still learning in the process. But in 2020, when I was homeless, off the grid, in safe housing, the creator of the universe told me, you are going to start your ministry, Erin Nicole Ministries. It will be in support of veterans and first responders. And you will be using your gift of bringing people together and entertainment. Um, you're not starting it yet, but you will be doing this. This is your calling. And I didn't have the resources. I didn't even have housing. So how was I going to start a ministry when I don't even have experience going to seminary? And my background, I'm a divorced woman. And we lived together before we were married, all the things that are not <laughs> quote-unquote church appropriate and divorced and trying my best to do good in the world and grow this business even though I didn't know what I'm doing. Moved across the country to help a family member transition to single parent life. Because I knew when I went through my divorce how hard it was, and I didn't have kids with him. My ex and I, I was a stepmom, but it wasn't easy. And I didn't want my family member to go through it knowing full well that they did have a child involved. And I'm doing that, and I adjusted my career path to, and also took a pay cut, moved across the country, didn't know what I was doing, started over, slept on the floor for the first few months, did not have a car because I was putting my money towards this business that the creator put a calling on my life for. Wasn't getting money for it. Wasn't, I was trying to figure out what the heck I was doing, learning social media. Then I'm getting reached out to from all kinds of people all over the world on Instagram, not even a year into starting to learn social media. Besides Facebook, right? Everybody, you know, that was the first app I think that everybody was on. Um, and I'm doing Facebook ads. I'm doing Instagram ads because I'm listening to Gary Vaynerchuk and I'm reading things and I'm taking seminars online and I'm studying and I'm like trying my best to be mindful of my money because I already was divorced and so I've already had that financial strain and understanding and I don't want to ever go backwards in life, right? We always want to move forward. And I'm getting emotional about my parents and the upbringing because I grew up exactly where I was supposed to grow up. You are from exactly where you're supposed to be from. You can't change the fact that you grew up with maybe some shady characters and experienced trauma in your life. But you can choose to use that as fuel in the meaning and the purpose of what your destiny is the power to choose. I couldn't choose what neighborhood I grew up in, but I can choose to be grateful for what it taught me. Because in 2020, when a fake minister with a spirit of division that I believe and my husband also believe privately worships Satan, 
put a hit on my life, paid someone that is a government contractor that is of the top level leadership, couldn't get any more top, paid that person, and I introduced those two to each other. Had I not grown up in the hood with gang members right next door and constant worry and threat through conversations, grown up and had the chronic level of stress to build that resiliency within me from childhood to now adult, you can't train someone to be ready for what happened in 2020. You had to experience step-by-step preparation and that is that is why I am overwhelmed with joy right now I am emotional about my family's upbringing just even thinking about my father and my mother because it all makes sense the power to choose the creator of the universe put a calling on my life to start a ministry in the most darkest of times for me in my perspective because I felt like a failure because a few weeks before that I had expanded and was training a team across three continents for my move happy business without taking any business loans out and without having any time to apply for grants because I was doing that while working full time as a highly paid educational coach of a 10-year-old son from an extremely rich family and they decided to cut my income with zero severance immediately because the pandemic they were not following the pandemic rules and laws and they did not care that I had asthma and they did not care that I had a type 2 diabetic that was allowing me to live in her house because I was in temporary housing because I was stuck in another state the power to choose. I am proud of the choices that I made in that circumstance and I wouldn't change anything. But the reason why I was off the grid is because the housing assistance, there was no available assistance for me. I had to beg for seven days of housing assistance because I wasn't legally a resident of the state that I was in. And I had to be stuck in that situation because unfortunately experienced domestic violence that put me in that place. I made the decision to move out of the home that I was staying in with my family member because they were no longer of sound mind. And I experienced enough trauma in my past that I did not believe I was supposed to stay there in that home and I didn't have the financial resources to have my own place and I trusted in someone that I had just met because they were in support of my business and they conned me. I allowed myself to be conned. The power to choose. Had I not allowed myself to listen to their advice and move myself to a new area for, um, I thought it was gonna be a full move until I found out that that particular state had tax, very high percentage tax fee on vehicles. The person knew about it, didn't tell me about it because they didn't pay any of their bills. They also didn't tell me that either. Um, I allowed myself to be conned from a con artist because I felt sorry for them because their child had committed suicide and they were in so much alignment with my mission because my mission is to help empower people to find happiness from within and help end global suicide. They wanted to help me, and it began to help bring healing to them, but it was too much for me to stay nearby them because over the course of the year, they experienced so much psychosis, and it was close to the the anniversary of either a birthday or the the death date of their child um, and the triangulation of the emotional connection of their mother um, they had planned premeditated 
and started taking action to kill their own mother. I was off the grid because I didn't have any financial resources to move away. Um, asked the police to give them a mental wellness check. And unfortunately, during the pandemic, they didn't have those resources available or they didn't hear me or they just didn't do what I had asked. And they've erased that phone call, so there is no evidence of it because they wanted to cover up their tracks, and that's okay. Um, the power to choose every step, every part of the journey has helped to align me and get towards my destiny. And I'm still in the middle of the storm. Um, I'm, I'm not where I desire to be yet, but I'm so grateful for where I'm at right now because I'm able to help and receive help from friends and I'm able to help using my gift my area of genius which is teaching instruction and musical performance and with my master's degree in exercise and sports psychology I am able to assist a young aspiring musician that has an incredible level of talent I'm able to help coach them and they're going to be my little protege and I say little um, not because they are small but because I say they are um, a few steps behind the journey of where I'm at and as leaders often have the gift of vision I see something within this person this young person that they don't yet see and they are stepping up with energy, excitement, and hope. And that is what we are all called to do. Whether it's helping someone else in need, whether it's going to our job and doing it with excellence, whether it's studying in school to become something great in the future, whether it's being the best parent for our children, or maybe it's to volunteer in your neighborhood, cleaning up the trash. Whatever your calling is, I promise you, your, your power to choose, you will find joy in contribution greater than doing anything else. And contribution could be receiving money or contribution could be volunteering. Going back to my childhood and growing up in a, a diverse neighborhood, I remember specifically in junior high, it's now a middle school, but at the time it was considered Spanaway Junior High, and one of my classmates is Samoan and is of a Samoan family, and she's an incredible singer. When, when I say incredible, I mean she could easily sing for any president in any country and they would pay her a lot of money, I imagine. She missed school for a couple of days. And when she came back to school, this was my first semester in choir. It was the second semester of seventh grade because my first semester I was in remedial reading based on the test scores from sixth grade, the year that my dad had um, cancer treatment. And so I didn't score well because I was emotionally stressed about my father, understandably so. So I'm, I'm learning about what it means to be in choir because I had never been in choir before. And I heard her sing, and I already had performed for thousands of people as a five-year-old a um, few years before that. So I already knew that I was a good singer because I had validation from large audiences. So for me to respect another musician, that means that she was incredibly good. And I missed her because we would sing before class started and I would hear her sing and she'd sing some songs that I'd never heard before. And it was just something fun that we would do as kids because when you love to do something, you love to share it with others. And um, girls also like to, we're, we tend to be socially, uh, socially designed. And so she's coming back, and I was like, where were you? And she's like, oh, I had to watch my uh, brother and sister. And I'm like, you missed school because you had to babysit? She's like, 
yes, in my culture, the women are assigned as caretakers. And um, my mother had to take one of my older siblings to an appointment. And so I had to take care of my younger siblings. I said, so you missed out on your classes because of your your cultural, your family expectations. What about your brothers? Do they have to do that too? She says, no, the boys are allowed to go to school. And I thought that that was really interesting because this was in you know, like 98 or something like that, 1998, 99, somewhere around there. I thought it was interesting because we might not think about it as an issue, but women still are being held back from the similar opportunities as men as young as junior high level because of the family expectation to be caretakers of the children. And she didn't think it was a big deal because in her culture that's considered normal. Um, but her grades were impacted, so she missed school, so she had to make up for it, and teachers were not appreciating the fact that she missed school and and it affected our you know choir and whatnot and she was able to you know make up the assignments and whatnot uh, but that was something that taught me the power to choose right she kind of sort of had a choice but kind of also not had a choice because you're supposed to respect your mother and your father and for her family situation she had to respect her mother which made her miss school and you hear that often in other areas of the world especially in Africa there are certain tribes where women are actually not allowed to go to school I remember listening to a YouTube video Oprah had shared about uh, she had interviewed people for like 25 years on her show thousands and thousands of people and someone had asked her like what is the most like impactful interview you've ever done and she spoke about a woman in a tribe in Africa that was, I want to say, 11 years old and was doing her brother's schoolwork. And she she begged her father to be able to go to school, and her father said no. Um, and so she continued to do her brother's homework. Well, her brother was getting 100% on all of his assignments, and he couldn't answer any questions come test time. So the teacher went to find their tribe, went to find their home and said, what is the deal? How is your son able to ace all of his homework, but he's not able to pass any of his tests? And that's when the teacher finally realized that it was the sister that was doing all of the work. She dreamed of being educated and the opportunity to learn to advance and she um, eventually did have a nice success story of getting, getting a degree getting a few degrees, I want to say, in the United States. She was able to get connected and, and come to the United States and whatnot. And she was um, interviewed by Oprah and whatnot. But the, that's to share with you that uh, it's not just in tribes in Africa, right? It's not just in uh, small third world countries that women are being held back. The power to choose is still, even within the United States, still within, I'm only 36. So when I was in junior high from probably 11 and a half, 12 years old to 14, that wasn't that long ago for me, not even 20, 22 years ago. A friend of mine in choir missed out on some schooling. Now, did that ruin her whole career path? No, but why did she have to step in and take care of the younger sibling instead of her brother? Why is that? I'm just curious, and there's no right or wrong answer. I think we are all designed in certain ways. There are certain masculine and feminine characteristics. I would say... Not all women should be caretakers, just like not all men should be warriors. You know, we are socially designed and trained of what's appropriate and what is not appropriate. But in the last few years, there has been an uprising, a shift in the energy, the masculine and feminine energy. And I will say from my own perspective, I would come from more of a traditional based upbringing of um, child care experiences, 
lots of babysitting opportunities. Um, my mom and her friends would help me to get even babysitting gigs to get paid, right? I don't remember my mom ever doing that for either of my brothers. And it's funny because I'm the one that doesn't have children and they both do. <laughs> um, and they're, they're incredible fathers. They, they both are incredible fathers. And it's so fun to watch because our, our father... Uh, was in my memory of my young childhood, he was really angry uh, when I was really little. Um, He also was a smoker and I want to say maybe a drinker um, before I was born. Um, And then he quit smoking, I want to say around, I think I was 11 or 12 when he when he finally quit the habit. Um, But he was detoxing on the weekends. And so he was kind of jittery and um, didn't have those trainings and whatnot. And then he worked nights. So he was sleepy or and or extremely depressed after I was 11 years old when he switched to a job where he would be home every day because he he was missing out on all our opportunities to connect with us he did the best that he could uh, but our my brothers didn't get an opportunity to witness really an example of what I would say a TV version of what a father looks like they've designed their own parenting style based on what they decided and some of what they learned and um, they both stepped up to the plate and are doing the best that they can with their children Um, perhaps the power to choose perhaps that is in my destiny to have a family I'm not sure Um, I in my 20s I never desired to have children not because I don't like children I love kids I worked in the schools Um, I was a coach for athletics. I've always loved being around kids and I've had lots of experience around it. Um, but I, I struggled with my own, um, concerns about whether or not I would be a good mother because I was abused from three to five years old in the home by my oldest sibling constantly, randomly. And I, didn't share it. My parents didn't know about it until I was 14. So I held that secret for 11 years because I, I, I took the shame as if it was my crime, if you will. And we've since talked about it as a family. Forgiveness moved on. Um, I share the story not so you're angry at my sibling, but so that you can learn that you can still have harmony. You can The power of your choice, um, I share it to educate and empower people that uh, you're not alone if you have experienced abuse. Um, but that shaped my 20s and that I didn't want to give birth to a child and or adopt a child and have abuse in my family, in my household, and not even be aware of it. Because I still, to this day, don't know how they weren't aware of it. But I believe my mom suspected some things. Um, But a lack of money and resources limited them on being able to, and the stigma against mental health uh, at that time, limited their decision to invest money in therapy for a child when they would pray through it and and take me to church and whatnot. And I'm grateful for the experiences that shaped me because it both taught me some medical-based appointments and many spiritual-based going to trainings. They never forced us to get involved in church. When we were at the elementary level, we all went to church every Sunday. But after that, they gave us the choice if we wanted to go to youth group, if we wanted to be um, going to the Sunday school service. Uh, We were never forced once we were old enough to start making decisions on our own. And I'm grateful that my parents did that because I think they learned from my eldest brother being the the defiant one, right? If you have an older sibling in your family, they might be the black sheep or they might be the the person that's more adventurous, risk taker, right? Uh, (laughs) And they learned that they couldn't tell us what to do and what not to do when we started to become older. And if you're a parent right now, and maybe you're a new parent, and you're dealing with the pandemic, which no one in the world has ever dealt with in our lifetime, you might be having some concerns about parenting. And maybe you're dealing with being a new parent and you and your partner just separated. So now you're dealing with 
divorce and or separation and you're figuring out the pandemic rules of visitation and school and somebody got COVID in the class and now you're having to quarantine for 10 days. Like I don't have any children, but I dealt with that last year. My uh, roommates, we all worked in the same place and Uh, Well, one of them was not a roommate, but her roommates decided that they didn't want her to quarantine there at the house and for them to be forced to quarantine. So she moved herself into our house. And so all of us had to quarantine and missed work uh, because her child would have missed 20 days if she would have been at uh, the other parent's house. She would have missed 20 days of school. But she only had to miss 10 days of school because of the rules of the school district allowing her to stay in her household, uh, which was then our household. So I missed 10 days of work because of someone else's kids, the power to choose. I chose to uh, live with them to have cheaper rent, didn't know that she was going to come over. And we all, you know, had a great time and it was fine. I never got sick once. They both got really close to death it it did look like um so I'm glad that they made it through that um and her child never had any negative symptoms but um she was definitely a carrier so uh the power to choose you get to choose where you live if you're an adult you might have some limitations financial limitations um If you live in the United States, you should be grateful for wherever it is that you choose to live. Because you, uh, as Jim Rohn has often said, you are not a tree. You are not rooted in the ground. You can get up and move. It might take some steps. It might take you cutting back on some extra expenses. It might take you watching less TV and adding a second side hustle to save up. But you could do it. I promise you, you can. I moved across the country I made at least a $10,000 pay cut to take a remote job because when my family member asked me for help, you better believe I made it happen. It wasn't easy for me, but I would do anything for my family. I made that pay cut. I got some help from uh, my mom with the moving boxes and whatnot and stayed temporarily at her house until I was allowed to move because I was asked to adjust the schedule of moving date and flight date to make it easier on those that were preparing the home for move-in time and didn't realize that uh, I already had started my business as a different business name in an LLC in the state that I grew up in when moving across to another state, I didn't realize that they didn't recognize that LLC. Uh, if you are start thinking about starting a business, um, if you're thinking that you're going to move to a different state, you might consider doing a, a corporation that's recognized in every single state, uh, but it does cost a little bit more upfront. It's a few thousand dollars, so I'm learning that process right now, and you have to have a board of directors and whatnot. Um, that first starting out, there's lots of information, right? It's just like going to college. There's lots of information. Don't expect yourself to know everything off the bat. The power to choose. If there are things in your life, circumstances in your life that you do not have power to change, you can still choose to look for the good amongst the storm. And that's what I'm learning to do right now. I believe that I have been called to to minister through my storytelling and through my music. And it's frustrating sometimes, a lot of the time, if I think about the circumstances for too long that I'm in or that I've been through. Uh, Just because it's not easy to go through but when I remind myself that the creator allowed for their own son to go through unimaginable pain on this earth to be betrayed from 
one of their friends in the most vulnerable way to be kissed on the cheek, sold out from someone that they had traveled around and ministered for years together. It made the betrayal of my friend and business partner and nonprofit business partner. It made it not as painful to recognize because then I said, okay, Jesus went through that too. Even though the husband that I married and I believe is spiritually aligned with me, even though he asked me seven times for a divorce earlier this year, after we had been only married for, I want to say, 21 days at that point, on Easter Sunday, it was our last time together. At that point, he asked me for the dog tags. And although I still don't fully understand 100% with, with closure validation words from him, I believe spiritually I've been told in my heart from the creator of the universe that he had to end things, make it look like we ended, and make it look like we never were together on paper to protect me and to protect his assignment. And it doesn't mean that it's easy. But when I think about people in biblical history that had to protect their family members, it makes sense why it would look like we never were because they don't want anyone to come after me over false accusations of what they are going through. It doesn't make any sense in the physical realm, but in the, in the spiritual realm, the power to choose, I choose to see the good in my husband. I choose to see the good in the man that took the payment over the hit on my life that changed when they couldn't kill me to let's ruin her reputation and make her look like she's mentally insane. I choose to look at the good in the bad of the situation, in the storm of the situation, because had he not taken the payment from her, she would have hired someone else. For him to be in full knowledge, he had to take the money from her so that he would be first to be told what her plans were. It's called diversion, and it is a military tactic. I choose to believe that although he did take the payment and although there is a bad reputation that all of the boys don't trust him in the circle, that I choose to see the goodness within him because I don't believe that he is 100% a sociopath after money and darkness. I believe we all have goodness within ourselves. And I choose to forgive him because he is a trained professional from our military, from our government, and she manipulated and used his training against him because she told me that he would be easily swayed. We all have the power to choose darkness or choose light on an everyday basis. We all have multiple choices every single day. If you're clear on the direction of your life, having simple written out goals, having simple written out plans, if you're in a relationship, having relationship goals, 
If you're not in a relationship and you desire to be, have relationship goals. Write them down. Get really clear on what you desire for your future mate. If you're not with someone, get really clear on what you desire for your career path or your business path. Write it down. What kind of fun you desire to have in your life? What kind of movement do you want fitness-wise, nutritionally-wise? Maybe you desire you're recently diagnosed with type 2 diabetes and you desire to lower your A1C count. Write down five ways that you could lower your A1C count Maybe one of those is taking the medication prescribed. Maybe one of those is reducing your rice intake or your bread intake, right? Maybe one of those areas is to be intentional about adding zero sugar. My husband is one of the best patients you will ever meet if you get to meet him. Uh, He is much more disciplined with his diet than I am. But a part of his journey is medical conditions have to do with some war-related traumas that he received through his experiences in life, through the career choice that he had. Uh, So that impacts his weight. And if you are experiencing that, if you have any um, diagnoses of any kind where you have to take medication on a regular basis, your weight might be negatively impacted because of how the medication works. doesn't mean you should just stop taking your medication, right? It means that you might have to write down some goals and then take action if you desire for your weight to be different. You might have to exercise a little bit more, add some weight training in, right? Add some stress reduction techniques. Make sure you're getting proper sleep. We all get to choose on a daily basis things that are important to us, how we're going to focus our energy and our time. And no one goes without a storm. We all are going through something. We're either going through something, we're about to go through something, or we just got through it. So recognizing that within other people showing compassion and kindness, and if you're going through something, being open and transparent with certain people. You don't have to share all your business with everybody, but if it makes sense for you to open up, if you maybe snapped at somebody, like um, my first week at the job, my first day on the floor, I was late, and my coworker took it upon himself to be a little short with me. So I brought that energy back. The next day I felt convicted in my heart. Creator said, you need to apologize. All right, Lord. So I did. I said, hey, I just wanted to apologize. The next day I seen him. Uh, Yesterday uh, I was feeling pressured and my mind, I'm just, I'm I'm doing too much right now. And I took that energy, that negative energy, and I put that on you and I had to apologize. My tone was disrespectful yesterday. He looked at me, his eyes wide open. He says, I have no idea what you're talking about. I really don't remember any of that. I was like, oh, for real? He's like, yeah, I haven't been sleeping. He's like, I think I got maybe two hours of sleep last night. So anything after 4 p.m., I don't remember any of it. And I was like, oh man, are you okay? So then it started a conversation where we were just like chatting with each other. He was cool. We fist bumped and we moved forward. We moved on in life. So now I know like he and I are cool now. Had I not listened to that conviction in my heart and apologized for the way I disrespected another human being, he and I might have been on negative terms for my whole time working at this establishment. It's such an easy thing to do, but it's also such an easy thing not to do, right? Because sometimes we allow ourselves and our pride to get in the way of how we should be towards others. We all get to choose how we're going to live every day. 
And none of us are islands unto ourselves. None of us are going to make it to the end without the assistance of at least one other person. There are so many people that I am so grateful for in my life, in my journey. And there are definitely some people that I wish I never would have experienced being around, but they did help to shape me. And so I have to appreciate both the good and the bad. Had the woman, the, the fake minister, not conned herself into my circle, I never would have learned that I had a vulnerability about that. And I never would have met my hero of 2020 that turned into my husband who has up-leveled my value and how I see myself. I will never date or marry a loser again. And I might never marry anyone ever again. I'm not really sure what that is. I'm letting God decide that for me and I'm, and I'm leaning in on, on what the Creator desires for me as far as my ministry, whether or not people come and attack my bank account. That was a thing in the last few months I shared on the last episode. If you didn't listen to Just Keep Swimming, I speak more specifically on that. But they actually shut down my nonprofit bank account, even though that wasn't associated at all with any of the digital bank scamming attack that I went through. Um, The good news is I spoke to the bank and they have um, offered me an opportunity to pay off the debt that the thief stole from me and from the bank and from my mom at 50%. So I don't have to pay 1810 that jumped up somehow to $1,896. Um, I'll only have to pay 50% of that balance. So I'm grateful for that. Um, it's not fun, but it's certainly better than doing jail time or prison time for someone else's choice to steal from me, from our government, paid contractors, Everything is fixable. When you pray intentionally, get specific to whatever your deity is. I choose to believe in the creator of the universe, and I believe that we are not given any more than we are able to handle. And everything that the creator desires for us, if if the creator assigns us something, they do not assign us without equipping us fully with what we need to be successful. And maybe they equip us with the knowledge to reach out to another individual to get assistance from them. Or maybe they equip us with the knowledge to just spit out a song real quick and write out all the lyrics and the melody comes right through us. Whatever it is that you were designed to do, you have the power to choose to sit and be quiet and ask Creator, How can I add value to the people I'm going to be around today? Use me. Use me how you desire to get me to my desired destiny that you have in store for me. Because when I ask for things from my own heart and my own desires for me, I always screw things up. So instead, Creator, I ask for you to take the lead of my life today. How could I be of service to you? Because I know that you desire for good. You desire my life to be full of joy. Thank you. I thank you in advance for whatever opportunities you provide to me today to add value to my community. That is how I've shifted my language in my prayers as of late, and I hope that that brings some encouragement to you. Feel free to use those exact words. Feel free to meditate on it. Feel free to also write your own version of your own prayer to your own deity, whomever that is to you, for you. I believe if we all take even 10 minutes a day to get into our spiritual time, that we'll all be a lot kinder human beings to each other. I really appreciate your time today. This topic has been the power to choose. I hope that it adds value to you. Uh, We as a family hope that um, it inspires you in some capacity to take action, to live a life that you were designed to find happiness from within. If it did mean anything to you, feel free to post on social media and you can tag us. Uh, We are not until 
Uh, the Judas in our circle does um, correct the wrong. We are not posting anything on social media other than the automated Twitter has some like connection to my podcast platform on Podbean, but you can access 24-7 to see how many downloads we're at, uh, to hear about the competition, if and when the creator will allow us to start that back up. Uh, once we hit 10,000 downloads, that is the original design, uh, but we're going with the flow. So you can check that out at any time, 24-7, The Move Happy, T-H-E-M-O-V-E-H-A-P-P-Y, dot Podbean, that's P-O-D, P as in Paul, O as in Oscar, D as in Domino, B as in Bravo, E as in Echo, A as in Alpha, N as in Nancy, dot com. TheMoveHappy.Podbean.com. You do have to do it from a computer or you have to download the app, I think. I don't. I haven't seen it from my cell phone option. I just go on a, uh, on a computer and I'm able to see the downloads that way. Um, thank you. Thank you for listening and taking the time. Uh, you and all of your friends and community members, if you share it with just one other person, you'll help us keep the ranking. Uh, I don't care about rankings, but apparently that helps to get the show in more eyes and ears. And we do want to spread more love and light around the world. We are in the top 10% out of all podcast shows in the world across every single category. I still don't understand how that is possible, but you make it possible by listening and by sharing and by taking action and posting about it. Um, I believe that that keeps the brand uh, awareness strong. even though we're going through all of this stuff and I'm not posting anything on social media until the creator allows us to start moving forward again, if that will be the case. Love and light is stronger than darkness. All right, we love you so much. Don't forget to tell someone you love them today. And we'll see you next time.